0: Hi, we're here to rescue you from boredom on Friday, March 1st.
1: That's right, our second annual Love the World auction is coming up and we can't wait. We are gonna have a silent auction, live auction, and a dessert auction, it's gonna be great. Go ahead to our website, buy your tickets, you're not gonna wanna miss it.
0: And this benefits not only more acts of justice, love and compassion here, but also across the world in Southeastern Africa. We can't wait, get those tickets, it'll save your life. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, made, I made fun of you because you're like
0: okay. I was like, that's like, fine. you're
1: doing it. a no, like, okay. I don't I know Okay,
0: well, Hi, we're here to save your life Wait, to save your life? <laughs> Greetings
1: oh, We're God. here to sa- <laughs> 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 Now you
0: got say, what's up <laughs>
1: Greetings, swim fans There's going to be auctions for dessert, live, and silent items. They're very silent. They're quiet.
0: (laughs) They're they're not, they don't talk at all. The quietest of items. So you can purchase the the items that don't speak.
1: Because they're cheaper. (laughs) Hey church, welcome to our Mission Sunday. We can't believe it, but Easter is only a month away. This is such an incredible service where we gather to celebrate our risen Savior. We'll have two services that Sunday with our annual Easter egg hunt in between. It's a great day to invite your loved ones to. The following week, we'll be having our spring baptism service. It's one of the best services of the year. If you'd like to be baptized, you can send an email to prodigalchurchfresno at gmail.com or reach out to any of our staff. Prodigal, our second annual Love the World auction is getting close. This is an incredible event where we get together, share a meal, and raise money specifically for mission efforts in Malawi, Africa, as well as right here in our own backyard. On Friday, March 1st, we'll be getting together at North Point Church from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Tickets are on sale right now on our website or app for $35 each. Get your tickets now, because the price will go up closer to the event. We can't wait for this evening. We need your help to make this the best Prodigal Silent Auction ever. If you have something that you can donate, please consider partnering with us. Last year, we had a drummer donate private lessons for kids, people purchased and donated gift cards and so much more. Anything helps. If you could, we also have support letters for you to take to businesses you know that would be open to partnering with us. Desserts, desserts, desserts. You guys, last year, every dessert donated was bought, which was amazing. Our goal is to have 80 desserts for this evening. These can be homemade multi-tiered wedding cakes, homemade cookies, store-bought anything, or anything creative in between, like a mason jar full of cinnamon gummy bears.
0: Well, if you can't tell, we are so excited for our Love the World auction coming up on Friday, March 1st. Some of you weren't there last year, and so before you buy your ticket, you're wondering, What's it gonna be like? Well, here are some photos from last year's hugely successful auction. Last year we had an airport theme and there were like suitcases as you entered and like the flight list and I was a pilot. Uh, We had some fun videos that were filmed inside a cockpit of an actual airplane. The auction is amazing. There's dinner, there's entertainment, there's a great live silent and dessert auction. Tickets go up next week, so get yours today. Uh, The reason we do this auction is because all of the money raised goes to our missions here at Prodigal. And this is a really big deal because we believe that the church is one of the only organizations in the world that exists for the benefit of its non-members. We believe that the kingdom of God arrives when the gifts of the church meet the needs of the world. We believe that the church is at its best when it gives itself away in sacrificial love to the world, God's heart is for the nations, and it is written throughout the entire Scriptures. Genesis eighteen eighteen, Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation, and all nations on earth will be blessed through him. First Kings eight sixty so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the Lord is God and that there is no other. Haggai 2.7, I will shake all nations and the desired of all nations will come and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. Matthew 24.14, and the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come. Revelation 14:6 14:6 Then I saw another angel flying in midair, and he had the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live on the earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. God's heart is for all nations. And it's not only written throughout the scriptures, but I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen God's heart for teenagers in Bucharest, Romania. Living in the sewers because the pipes kept them warm in the winter. I've seen God's heart for AIDS patients in South Africa. How they are still considered outcasts in their community and in their family because they have HIV. I've seen God's heart for the people of Turkey and the underground church that his God is raising up there. I saw a teenage girl choose to be baptized though it meant her family would disown her. I saw a young man drive 13 hours to a church meeting of only 16 people because it was the closest church to him. I've seen God's heart for prisoners in Mozambique who only get the food that their family brings them each week. God's heart is for the nations. And as an American, this, it's sometimes hard for us to experience this. And whether we would say it like this or not, we would say, yeah, God's heart is for the nations, but it's mostly for us. Like After all, in God we trust. And I would hate to burst your bubble, but it's not true. God does not love America more than he loves Brazil. God does not love America more than he loves Russia. God does not love America more than he loves Afghanistan. No. God's heart is for all nations. And our vibrant faith leads us to a vibrant world that stretches not just from sea to shining sea, but to every sea and to every place. Our world has changed. A hundred years ago, we could never have left our own city limits. And it was quite possible that we would never met someone from a different country, never met someone from a different religion, never met someone with a different race. And that's just not possible anymore. And not only is it not possible, it's not right. God's heart is not only for us. It's for them as well, and our lives should reflect that. Now, many of us have traditions. And I think that this American Christianity becomes somewhat of a tradition for us. Uh, Yaroslav Pelikan says this, Tradition is the living faith of the dead. Traditionalism is the dead faith of the living. One may compare tradition to the shell of a blue crab. To live and grow, it must shed its shell from time to time. It's, It's a necessity for growth. Until it creates a new shell, the crab can be extremely vulnerable. But if the shell becomes so strong, so rigid that the crab cannot escape, that is the shell in which it dies. This is true for America, and this is true for Christianity. I know so many people that hold too tightly to certain traditions, and they're never going to break out of the shell they were meant to. And I'm not trying to make you feel bad because this is something super easy for us to fall into but to embrace a bigger God, and to have a bigger faith, we should encounter a bigger world. And we may just discover God's heart for the nations. Many Christians gather each week to study the Bible, thinking they've been fed. And at the same time, people tell us as pastors all the time, I'm tired of not getting fed around here. I want more meat. People leave churches because they're not getting fed and others arrive because they're not getting fed at the church they just left. John Wimber, the founder of the Vineyard Church Movement, said to someone who kept complaining about not being fed, he turned to them and said, listen, the meat is in the streets. If you want to experience the meat of God's word, go out and let a homeless drunk throw up on you. He went on to say that studying the Bible was never meant to be the meat. Rather, it's the menu. Half jokingly, he said that we sit around eating the menu and wonder why we're not satisfied. We get fed when we obey God and put his word into practice. And I agree with John Womber. Your faith is not my job. We have to do stuff. We have to respond to what God might be stirring within us. Look at what the prophet Jeremiah says. He gave justice and help to the poor and needy and everything went well for him. Isn't that what it means to know me, says the Lord. Did you see that? In the Bible, helping the poor and needy is so inextricably linked to knowing God that a legit case can be made that they are, in fact, the very same thing. He gave justice and help to the poor and needy, and everything went well for him. Isn't that what it means to know me, says the Lord. On a dangerous seacoast where shipwrecks often occur, there was once a little life-saving station. And the building was primitive, and there was just one boat, but the members of this life-saving station were committed, and they kept constant watch over the sea. When a ship went down, they unselfishly went out, day or night, to save the lost. And because so many lives were saved, the station became famous. And consequently, many people wanted to be associated with this station, and give their time, talent, and money to support its very important work. New boats were bought. New crews were recruited. A formal training session was offered. And as the membership of this life-saving station grew, some of the members became unhappy with the building because it was so primitive. The equipment was so outdated. They wanted a better place to welcome the survivors pulled in from the sea. And so they replaced the emergency cots with beds put better furniture in, and enlarged the newly decorated building. Now, the life-saving station became a popular gathering place for its members. They met regularly, and when they did, it was apparent how they loved one another, how they greeted each other, how they hugged each other, and shared with one another the events that had been going on in their lives. But fewer members were now interested in going on life-saving missions. So they hired lifeboat crews to do this for them. About this time, a large ship was wrecked off the coast and the hired crews brought into the life-saving station boatloads of cold, wet, dirty, sick, and half-drowned people. Some people that arrived had black skin. Some had yellow skin. Some could speak English. Others could hardly speak at all. Some were first-class cabin passengers. Some were deck hands. The beautiful meeting place suddenly became a place of chaos. The plush carpets got dirty. Some of the exquisite furniture got scratched. So the property committee immediately had a shower built outside of the house where the victims of the shipwreck could now be clean before coming inside. And at the next meeting, there was a rift in the membership. Most of the members wanted to stop the club's life-saving activities altogether. For they were unpleasant and a hindrance to the normal fellowship of its members. Other members insisted that the life-saving was their primary purpose and pointed out that they were still called a life-saving station. But they were voted down and told that if they wanted to save lives of all various kinds of people who would be shipwrecked, they could build another life-saving station just down the coast and that's what they did. We cannot and must not forget our purpose. Last year we raised thousands of dollars at our auction and let me just tell you some of the things that they went to, that that money went to this past year. It went to Tantwe Christian Primary School in Chiawaya Village, Malawi, Africa. I know this village well. I have lived in this village. And when I lived there, the children of this great village had two choices if they wanted to go to school. They could walk 13 kilometers, which is eight miles, to Zamba School, or they could walk 14 kilometers to Williams Village School, which is closer to nine miles. And when the school was over for that day, they would walk back. Now in Malawi, they have a rainy season. I know this because I lived there during it. And it will rain every single day for weeks, if not months. And these kids had to walk 16 miles every day just to go to school at home. But some amazing people had a vision. They had a vision for a Christian school in Chawai village and Prodigal Church not only helped build this school, but we support the school financially every single month. And over the past six years, this school has performed as one of the best schools in Southern Malawi. Our auction money goes there. Our auction money goes here as well. Almost $2,000 towards Uh, of this money went towards our Christmas Star program, which helps bless children in our community during the Christmas season. Uh, Last summer, we were able to bring on 10 paid interns for eight weeks during a summer internship. We were able to invest in 10 future leaders from the next generation because of the money raised at this auction. We were able to put on a women's event that partners with Fresno Rescue Mission to bless women and children who are going through tremendous difficulty here in our city. And then there was the hidden blessings, the things that nobody really ever sees. We helped cover the cost of funerals of several people in our church who lost loved ones and incurred unexpected expenses. We helped with rent. We helped with utilities. We helped families with meals and those who had food insecurities. Our money from the auction goes there And our money from the auction goes here. Not long ago, uh, the church got a call from Oklahoma area code. And it was a pastor asking for help for one of his members. They just needed some money and they were stuck here in Fresno. And I said, hey, you know, we're a newer church. We have limited resources. You know, you can call this church. And then I gave the number to another church. Thank you very much, click. Later that week, our church gets an email from a Christian organization that that kind of helps connect churches that are local. And the email said that there's a scammer going to different churches asking for money. He's saying he's a pastor from out of town, etc. And I go, Oh, he called us. And then I pointed him to another church. Okay, my bad. Okay, two months go by, and the church gets another call. And The guy gives this spiel, and I'm like, he's trying to get me. And so I let him finish the story. And then I say, bro, uh, we'd like to help, but this feels a bit scammy. In fact, we got an email a couple months ago about someone going from church to church, click, okay? He hangs up. And then, two weeks later, I'm sitting at Teaser's Tea House in River Park, and we get a call on our church cell phone, Oklahoma area code. like no way so I pick it up prodigal church how can I help you same spiel asking for $40 for one of his parishioners and I say you know we're a mobile church and I'm officing in River Park today if he can get here to River Park we'll help him out I go have him text me when he is close so two hours go by and I get a text And it says, I'm here. And then I look through the window and I can see him. He's riding a bike. It's 110 degrees outside. He's all sweaty. His shirt is tattered and torn. I walk out, I introduce myself, I give him a big hug and I said, can I buy you lunch? And he said, sure. I said, what do you want? He goes, I would like a burger. And I go, let's do it. And so we go over to five guys and we both order a burger and we both got Mellow Yellow from the soda machine. Uh, I grew up on Mellow Yellow. I loved it, he got it too, it was great. We start talking and then I get a text from Sarah. And this is back when our kids were a little bit younger and she surprised me and the kids are just outside. They're they're at River Park to visit me while I'm working. And I'm not sure what to do, okay? So I run outside of the restaurant and I briefly tell Sarah what's going on and I say, I'll call you in 15 minutes. So I sit back down with Alan and we eat our burger and we drink our Mellow Yellow and I say, hey man, I'm just gonna show you my cards. I know this is a scam. And he says, no, no, it's not a scam. And I say, yes it is. You called me two weeks ago. And he lowers his head and I say, bro, bro, no judgment. I go, look at my face. Do you see any judgment in my eyes? And he says, no. I said, I know it's a scam, but I'm still gonna help you because that's who God is, and that's what God is like. And he said that when he calls churches and tells them the truth, that he's down on his luck, and he just needs a little help. He said they don't give him the time of day. But when he calls as a pastor, and he speaks their language, they help him. He told me his life story. He said how his dad used to be a pastor. And he said, now look at me. I'm ashamed. I tell him, okay, Uh, meet me in 20 minutes at this store and I'll give you a ride back to wherever you gotta go. So I meet up with Sarah and I play with the kids for 15 minutes or so. And then I pick up my new friend and he puts his bike in my car. And the first thing he does is he picks up a tiny Chiefs helmet that is in my center console. And I go, dude, are you like a Raiders fan or something? I pull over, get out, get out. And he says, no, I'm not a Raider fan. And then he pulls up his sleeve and he has a Kansas City Chiefs tattoo on his arm. No joke. And I'm like, the Lord is in this place. I even took a picture that you can see here. I took him to the grocery store and we bought him a gift card for food there. We got him a hotel. We want to be a church that shows the radical love of Jesus. Alan came to our church service that next Sunday, and he walked from Peach and McKinley. After church, he pulled me aside and he said, what you did for me changed my life. You saw me as a person. I've applied for a job. I think I'm gonna get it. Can I use you as a reference? And I said, absolutely. Now, before you think that I'm a saint, let me remind you that this was the third time he called our church. The first time, I sent him to a different church. The second time, I got hung up on. And even when he and I were at lunch, I left him for 20 minutes to spend time with my family while he waited for me. Now, we are able to help former church scammers become followers of Jesus because of your generosity to Prodigal Church. Our auction helps fund our benevolence account, our missions budget, our outreach events, so that this church can be a blessing to the nations and a blessing to this community. And nations and community, they sound like big and vast words, and they are, but we mustn't forget that nations and community are individuals. They are kids who don't have to walk 16 miles in the rain and they are guys with chiefs tattoos who have fallen on hard times. Help us be the church that gives itself away in sacrificial love to the world. Help us be an organization that exists for the benefit of its non-members. Let's have the gifts of the church meet the needs of the world. As we close, I truly believe that every single day of my life, I am called to something or I'm called to someone that is inconvenient, it doesn't work in my schedule, it messes up with my plans, or it messes with my worldview. And I'm convinced that it's in these moments that God wants to miraculously move. But all too often, I miss the miraculous, and you do too. I don't wanna give God everything, I want to give him most. I don't want to be filled to overflow with the love of God in my life. I want just enough for others to think that I'm really spiritual. I don't really want to love my neighbor or my enemy. I just want to love my family and my friends. And all the while, we're sampling the abundant life of Jesus, not living it. We are not called to sample the life of Christ. We are called to live it. God, I pray in Jesus' name that you open up our eyes to the miraculous around us and to the miraculous that you want to do in us and through us. God, I pray that we'd be the kind of church you've called us to be. God, I pray that this auction makes such a difference in the lives of individuals and in this community and nations. We love you in Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you haven't heard yet, we have an auction coming up on Friday, March 1st. Get your tickets today. It's going to be incredible. And it, all of the funds raised go to more acts of love, justice, and compassion here in our community and in Southeastern Africa. We love you. We hope you have an amazing week. Grace and peace to the Middle